Welcome to the Hoops and Huddle podcast. I am Malika Walker and he is... I'm Brandon with the rubric. Glad to be here, Malika. Glad to be doing this again. I'm glad we are back at it. We are here talking about the WNBA, uh, the preview for the WNBA season. It kicks off Friday, May 19th, the day after my birthday, actually. Um, So it's the perfect birthday present for me. I'm really excited. We have Jasmine Harper from Windsider here. Um, She's a writer for the Dallas Wings and she is all knowing about the WNBA. Anyway, that's how I view her. But I mean, let me give her a chance to introduce herself. Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Jasmine Harper from Windsider. Uh, I'm not all things WNBA, but I'd like to think that I know a good amount. Um, I report on the Dallas Wings primarily and I'm just here to talk good hoops with everybody. Nice. Sounds good. Um, so I'm really excited about Friday, about the opening of the season, even though the game is at 11 p.m. at night, it looks like, or the East Coast. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm still excited to see um, Brittany Griner um, on the court. The first game is, first of all, one of the, the, the biggest story to me for the new season is the return of Brittany Griner after her um, horrific ordeal in Russia. She will be back on the court with the Phoenix Mercury, Diana Taurasi, um, even though Scarlett Diggins-Smith is still out on parental leave. Um, such an amazing, it's so amazing to have her back. Um, so let's say a few words about the return of Brittany Griner. Any one of you guys jump in first. Oh. You know what? What's your thoughts on it, Jasmine? I'd love to hear how you how you think she's going to do, impact she's going to have to the team, impact she's going to have to uh, the league overall, given what she's been through. Yeah, so first things first, I'm definitely happy that she's back. Um, myself and a lot of other WNBA media fans, any and everybody who just cares about um, doing the right thing and just cares about individuals, we were all rooting for BG to get back and the wrongful detainment was, um, it was very alarming, especially because of BG's stature. So like if it could happen to somebody like her who played in Russia for years upon years, we just have to be cognizant and take things into account for just like, you know, quote unquote, everyday regular people. So um, it was good to get her back. I was happy with this report, the support that she received while she was gone. So um, I think with all adjustments or with most players, it takes a while to get adjusted when you get back in any league. Um, I do think like her energy is gonna be fine. Um, her physicality is gonna be fine. I think she's gonna play hard and I think she's gonna have a lot of fun. I just hope that um, the atmosphere and environment is good for her, um, considering where she just came from for a few months. So um, ultimately, I think that BG is gonna be fine. I think she's gonna have a really good season. I think she's gonna be competitive. And I think that she's gonna bring back some joy to the game that everybody's been missing. Okay. Yeah, I, I I definitely see that as well. The big thing that I've been wondering about is uh, the level of support or the things we don't know with trauma like that. Not many people know what it's like to be in a Russian internment camp. In a foreign country. Um, like not even in, a foreign, like in, in, in a work country. colony. 
yeah. to be sentenced and to be in the work that book like i'm you know i'm pre-ordering that book as soon as i can you know because the, the book is coming and i i have to read what that or i have to read what it was like i i can't imagine um that um brandon is coming to us from las vegas yes. and um i figured we could do a a opening talking about the Las Vegas Aces who have that amazing, amazing facility um, that just opened for them, their training facility and um, the champions of the WNBA with who just, you know, got another champion on their team, Candace Parker, one of the greatest WNBA players of all time. Um, of course, they have the MVP with Aja. Um, who is um, the face of the league with the new campaign that just launched today. Amazing um, new ad that just, I think is going to do well. So, you know, what do you think about the Aces? And um, they look pretty strong to me. I have one problem with the WNBA. How the hell do you have a championship team play their first two games on the road and don't play the first day of the season? Like, that bothers me. Like, you're a champion. Like, I think they should be at the house, um, but I get it. Um, but at the end of the day, that's neither here nor there. Um, it's gonna be, I think it's great for the league. There's something I've been speaking about to grow audiences. Uh, and I'd love to get your take, uh, Jasmine, thinking about the impact of what people may view as super teams or what that means. Yeah, the super team era, they call, they're calling it yeah. just like, you know, this is the first time WNBA had great, a few great yeah. players in the same team, but wanted to, <laughs> it's yeah, not, you, but I wanted to get your, I wanted to get your perspective. Um, I'm all for it. I'm an assistant. I love it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't get the the pushback on it. Like, and okay. Everybody's perception right now is that it's between Aces and the Liberty. But I think statistics are yeah. a super team. And a lot of teams are being very competitive right now. You got the Dallas Wings, you got the Atlanta Dream, you got Phoenix back with the uh, BG and everything like that. So it's right now it's majority about seeding and how these yep. teams um, and come time for the playoffs. And with so many teams being new, basically almost every team is new except for I think like three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every team has like a new roster whose chemistry is going to click first and last the longest. So I really think it's all about like a, a bunch of different timings when it comes to like how the fin how the season is going to play out, how the finals is going to play out, how the playoffs is going to go. Because you never know, especially with, um, I think the format is still 3-5-5 for the playoffs, right? I believe so. Yeah, if it's still 3-5-5, you never know who's going in the series. You might have a good day, you might have a couple good days, or you might just have a bunch of bad, but I still think that any team can win right now. Though I will say the Las Vegas Aces are my team. I am a big Asia Wilson fan. Uh, yeah, and I'm just happy of the um, for the roster that we have right now. Very eager to see like how it all comes together and what final cuts they're going to make this week too. Okay. Yeah, this is cut week and the final cut week. And this week, you know, like I have a mini WNBA chat on uh, Twitter, and I was just like, this week the the 
the cuts are going to be deep and you know they're going to feel uncomfortable you know it's you know every time a cut is made people complain about the cuts in my little chat and I'm like well you know they're coming it's going to be more this week and the, the good thing is the Las Vegas Aces are done with their roster it appears it appears they made their final cut um but I I love Asia you know Asia is my favorite player in the league but of course my team is the New York Liberty on the crown um I've been a fan I ended up in YL that's the name <laughs> I love um I'm a big I've been a Liberty fan for a very long time and so I'm excited to watch Unfinished Business which is a new WNBA documentary on the history of really I think it's focused on the Liberty but it's the history of the league through the eyes of the Liberty I believe and so I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, I love anything, as you know, related to history. But I love, we got Brianna Stewart, you know, we got Courtney Vandersloot um, and joining Benajah Laney, Rucker Supremacy. Um, and um, of course, we got Sabrina Ionescu, who is the subject of a lot of chatter. Because today her extension was announced. Um, mm-hmm. and um, Quell Jones. So we have two former v- MVPs um, in our starting lineup, and I'm really excited. We have Maureen Johannes coming back. Um, we have Han coming back. Um, I'm really excited about what we have on the court, but, you know, we have to work on them gelling. Like, I think it's going to take a minute because it's pretty much a new roster. So we need them. I need to see them gel first. Like, I'm going to the season opener. I said I was going to hold back. Um, and not go for a little while because I wanted them to jail first. But I said, you know what? I want to be there for the season opener, see the excitement. So I will be there for the season opener, taking my niece and my brother's coming with us. And I'm excited, but I'm excited about the Liberty. What are your guys' thoughts on the Liberty? Go ahead, Brandon. Well, I actually am thinking they're going to be uh, one of the top teams uh to compete with uh, one Brianna Stewart for sure. Uh, Ionescu is going to be another one that I think is going to be a major player. Uh, yes, it'll come down to chemistry, of course, but uh, the dynamic play of Brianna Stewart and her ability to be able to uh, one distribute the ball, move without the ball, uh, and get other folks involved, I think she does that very well, uh, better than most in the league, uh, and I think that makes them a threat. Uh, when it comes to very similar to how I see the Aces, when it comes to everybody likes Asia Wilson and Candace Parker, but one that I think really makes the engine go is Chelsea Gray. Oh Chelsea my God, Gray. yes. Like they, oh that's, God. They, yeah. they get the ball moving and they get rotation. I see Brianna Stewart does that very well. That's why I think Liberty will be uh, a, a big threat uh, as well. Yeah. Um, again, I still have the, um, the Liberty at number two. They, from what I just counted, I believe they have 16 players on roster right now. So they have to cut down um, players. I'm just concerned about having too many hands in the pot. And a lot of these players kind of need the ball in their hands in order to. Um, Sabrina Sabrina Ionescu is the prime example. Um, She can play off the ball, but her better things are when the ball is in her hand. So how do you pair that with a Courtney Vandersloot, who is the point guard? Like she's probably one 
record, um, arguably one of the best point guards in the league today in the WNBA period. So it's like you have to kind of like let her be at the helm while also like still letting um, Ionescu guide the team and things like that because arguably it is her team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess like right now they're trying to take it in a new direction. So it's like you have to be a little bit flexible when it comes to that. So again, I'm just a little bit concerned about their ball movement and maybe chemistry at first. I think it might take them like the better half of the first part of the season to get it together. But I yeah. think if you get it rolling, why like, it is going to be tough to beat them. Now, yeah, outside, we'll get going. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, outside of just the chemistry, uh, anything stand out to you in their preseason game with the Aces? So I wasn't able to watch that preseason game. Yeah, they didn't have that much streaming. Um, They had the Canada game going, though. But just to touch on that a little bit, because that was a topic on Twitter, um, a lot of people were upset that we didn't get to watch the Liberty Aces game uh, for the preseason. But for one, we aren't usually able to watch preseason games in the first place. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. Dallas-Indiana game that they had at 1 p.m. was kind of like the prelude slash warm-up to the Canada game. And mm-hmm. also, you're talking about growing the game of the WNBA. I believe that the Canada game is more important than just watching the number one and two seeds, presumably for the season, battle in a preseason game. It's an exhibition. They're not going to show all their tricks in their bags anyway. But right now, if we're worried about expansion with the roster or the um, with teams, we have to have these moments. So just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And something that we touched on on one of our other shows, uh, just uh, for a quick break on this topic, was visibility and expansion. And one of the things that I really liked, um, if you paid attention to um matt ishbia owner of the uh sons and the mercury he implemented um they're trying to break away from dolly sports and start streaming all of their games on local television mm-hmm. unfortunately i think it was the supreme court or the state court they blocked it yeah uh, days ago yeah i was but disappointed but i knew i had a feeling able to still push through which i think they will given the uh, the state of ballets or diamond sports group. Um, and if that happens, that's going to be a linchpin specifically that will benefit the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Most of you are going to watch the NBA. You're still going to watch the Phoenix Suns if you like NBA. Got it. That's not going away, whether it's on cable or not. But WNBA, being able to watch those games on local television and other teams could pick that up, that would be a huge deal for the WNBA when you talk about expansion. That's why I like the ION deal. I do like the ION deal, um, but um, yeah, Jasmine, you were about to comment. Yeah, I think the ION deal um, has a lot of benefits that come with it. First off, that's extra money in these players' pockets. Yeah. Uh, A larger piece of the pie because we have more money to add to the bucket now. On top of that, the WNBA with the ION TV deal, um, that's primarily going to be on Friday nights. So they have their own segment at their own a lot of time slots. And I believe that they might only have like maybe less than five other times. Well, they should have a game every Friday night, except for maybe a few where they have to compete with football. Outside of that, 
every local station, which is every TV, if you have cable, is going to be able to watch the WNBA game. And that's huge because not only are we getting a pre-show um, for the game, we're also getting a halftime show. It would have been nice to have a close game, but I'm not going to complain too much. Like, I'm, I'm going to take the W where I could get one. But um definitely excited for it. I think like there's so many benefits that can come with it and like you were talking about Brandon about viewership and growing the game and things of that nature this comes with the package deal so I do think that um the Arizona bill or the Arizona blog is going to go through because Bali is going into bankruptcy so I'm just hopeful that everyone in Phoenix is able to watch the games that's what I'm and and I just wanted to talk about a team I have number three and I'm curious of where you have them is the Washington Mystics. I think they could be sneakily, I think they could sneak in there and be really formidable. This would be um, another season with Elena Deladon and she's more healthy than she was last year. Um, And um, I just think their squad, I'm impressed with their squad. So let's talk about, let's talk about the Washington Mystics because they're sneakily could be a force this season. So thoughts, Jasmine, jump in here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was just counting real quick. So they have 13 players on roster right now. So they probably just have to only wave one person. Um, but I know the um, Las Vegas Aces are my team, but I honestly root for the Mystics as well. I just think they have a squad. They've always had one, but these additions that they've grabbed, I really like them. So um, like Jasmine Jones, that is a very good backup, yeah. um, backup player to really a couple players on the court it kind of expands their uh their toolbox a little bit and then Brittany Sykes of course notably yes. the, the most aggressive defensive player I've ever seen I'm Maybe really excited yeah. yeah I was kind of rooting for Dallas to grab her her and Alicia Clark actually because I thought they would have been perfect veterans for that team but the fact that the misses grabbed her really just sent them like over the edge like yeah I could definitely see this team like going for a championship so you would have them at number three, your number three as well? Yeah, number three. Yeah, I have the number three. And one of the keys for me with them is Shakira Austin. I <laughs> think Shakira is even going to be more fierce this year. Last year, um, she was she was just, I love her on both ends of the court. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing Elena Deladon, Nariel Atkins, Shakira, um, Jazz. I'm looking forward to seeing this lineup. Amanda Zoo, and I hope... Um, um azb makes it um i you know want to you know i'm I'm figuring she will but we'll see so we'll see what happens with the final roster and the fights and christy and of course christy Tolliver is there but we'll see what the final cuts look like with the final roster what's the final final cut thursday at 5 p.m yeah thursday at 5 p.m so my birthday is is the doomsday could be the doomsday for some people which i really hate that um, so let's, you know, like any other teams, you, you, you know, you guys want to, you know, we could jump around. We don't have to go in order of, you know, like the team that sticks out at the moment. We can just talk about, you know, we can jump around to any team. What about the Sparks? The Sparks is like a whole new, you know, of course you got NECA and you have Chanae there, but, you know, they traded Hollywood. Yeah. Um, they got Lexi Brown back in Jordan, Canada, but it just feels like to me, there's new energy. You got De'Erica Hamby there. Um, and um, of course, they got Zaya Cook, South, you know, South Carolina's own. 
So I'm really excited about, I just love that the ladies come back in general. I'm, I'm gonna stop saying excited, but I'm looking forward to seeing um, the Sparks. Any thoughts on the Sparks? And of course they have a new coach um, as well, but any thoughts on um, Sparks? Yeah, I have Sparks ranked at five, actually. Um, okay. I like the team that they have assembled. Um, and they have 15 players right now, it looks like, so they only have to make three cuts. Um, the acquisition of Azra Stevens, Jasmine Thomas, mm-hmm. um, and Lexi Brownigan, I like those the most. I really think that is a very strong foundation for your team. Already pairing that with the um, Agumike sisters, perfect icing on the cake. Um, however, actually, they might have 14 on the roster. I can't remember if it's Katie Lou or Carly. One of them is having a baby this season. Yeah, one of them is having a baby. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's 14 players on the roster. So they will have to make two cuts. Um uh, I wish I knew how to say her last name, but Monica, I think that's how you say it from Iowa. I really like her for the pickup from yes. for LA. Yes. I, I'm not the biggest fan of her game. She can get really shifty in the paint. Like oh. she, she can, she can, she can box down low. So I really like that. And I think that Zaya Cook is going to be a very good guard, even behind, uh, yeah, Clarendon, Jordan, or even Jasmine Thomas. But I think Jasmine Thomas is going to lead the way, and then um, Jordan Kennedy will likely be the backup. Sounds good. Where do you have um, the Atlanta Dream? Yeah, you mentioned that. That's what I was wondering. What you thought. Because you, you said you ranked them kind of high. That would be your number four, maybe? The Dream? Yeah. No, I have them at eight. Eight? Eight. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I was, I'm thinking they're going to be better than eight. Yeah. Um, but it's not, right now, it's just based off roster construction for me. Like, yeah. that's all I yeah. I can't really go off like the floor product, but I think like once the team gets rolling and I start to see the chemistry a little bit more, I think they could slide higher. Uh, I could go down my list if you want me to. One of the things that stood out to me with them, because uh, I checked out their, they played Connecticut uh, and lost what, oh, was it what, 85-68? Yeah. Uh, the struggle to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know how much of that is just getting used to uh, the new season, the, the, the squad, all of that stuff, just getting the first game jitters out of the way. But that's one thing that stood out, just the um, stagnant offense at points in time throughout the game. Mm-hmm. I think they have some experience on their team, but yeah. the majority of their players are pretty much really young. I think it's split kind of like 50-50. So I think they're trying to balance like – a couple of veterans coming in, like um, Danielle Robinson, she's new to the team. And you have um, Alicia Gray, who just got there as well. You have players in their second year, like Naz Hillman and Ryan Howard, who were um, foundational last year. So I think they're just trying to fit pieces together right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, yeah, because I'm a big fan of Ryan Howard. Um, Alicia Gray is one of my favorite players in the league. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, if she doesn't make All-Star, this year, I'm going to strangle somebody. Like I'm a huge Alicia Gracie. I think I think she is a really good player who is overlooked every single year. 
But I absolutely love Alicia Gray, and I'm looking. For, and she's one of the reasons I'm. I'm gonna definitely hit the Atlanta game when they come. One of the Atlanta games when they come to, um, when they come to Brooklyn because she's definitely um, one of my favorites. Um, another team. Where do you have the links? Uh, nine. Oh wow. Okay, you have the links at nine. What can bring them? What's your thoughts on their roster, and what can raise their ranking with you like what can change not raise their ranking but what can kind of change your what kind of change we need to see on the floor for you to raise them a bit and how they look um i think it's just primarily they lost sil this year um sil retired yeah so they now, lost sil yeah yeah it's it to a new era and me personally i haven't seen the piece of call your play um i believe yeah. the first season that i watched um that she was pregnant and she was out. It's mm-hmm. just out of her baby and she's like working back in. And I also didn't watch um, a lot of Leaks game my first season because um, the market down here doesn't allow for it. So I think like it's just more so seeing how they build around Fee. I like some of their acquisitions. Like um, I've heard a lot about Milich. Um, right. I, I personally haven't seen her play, but I really think. Oh. Uh oh, you know she'll be back in. Um, yeah, but I'm excited about the Minnesota Lynx. Um, I kind of like their roster. There's only 12 teams, so you know it's going to be about so many successful teams in the league. But I like the addition. I like that they drafted Dorka um, from Connecticut. Um, I like, and of course, I I really love Arrow Powers and Tiffany Mitchell. Um, I love that they drafted Diamond Miller. I think they have some interesting pieces. Bridget Carlson is still there. She's from Canada. It's her fifth season. So I'm excited to see where, and I said I was going to use that word excited anymore. I want to see where, you know, how they mesh. Because I think, you know, the beginning of the season is just like the beginning of the NBA season. The, you know, teams are feeling themselves out, um, especially with new players. You know, the rookies are getting a feel for the game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that roster, how the retooling of that roster, to see how they they mesh. Um, in Connecticut, I feels like they took a hit to me. Just yeah, uh, Connecticut also looks like they took a hit to me. But um, it's so funny when I see um, Courtney Williams. I always think about her when she was with Connecticut. My father used to be always there, and it was always so fun seeing them. Um, but yeah, their roster is a bit. I have them kind of low. I have them, you know, kind of like one of the end seeds, one of the lower seeds, only because we need to see this. They lost their coach, you know. They lost so many players. They have Alyssa Thomas still. They have Brianna Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have Tiffany Hayes now. Um, Lauren Cox. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I'm not. You know, Dejounte Carrington is still there. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I'm. You know, Dewana Bonner. Like. Um, so we'll see. Dewana Bonner is still in around. Okay. For some reason, I. Yeah, I'm really interested to see where, how they do, but, you know, they're not a team. I have Chicago ranked higher. Okay. Um, because, I'm, you know, I'm a Rutgers, a Rutgers supremacy, Kalia Copper. 
um, is now leading that team. But I think they have an interesting mix of players um, with them. Um, I like Isabel Harrison, Dana Evans, Courtney Williams. Like they have some dogs. Um, they have Elizabeth. They have Elizabeth Williams there. Um, Marina Mabry. Like they have some. Rebecca Gardner. Like they have a. They have a solid team. You know, like you know, they could be one of those teams that's in the middle of the pack, or you know, it, it depends on how they mesh. Because Kalia is definitely that dog that's number one. Um, you know, with the loss of Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot being gone, I feel like they lost some really key pieces. But Dana Evans will definitely get the play she she deserves because last season she really didn't get um, the playing time that she deserves so i think that you know i'm excited to see what they do um i did watch the i watched the preseason game the one they had in canada which was we got to talk about that in a minute but the preseason game in canada was i love watching it um it was packed like they had almost sell out or what it was sold out it was so packed in there it was so much energy the crowd was so engaged you heard them throughout the game so as a fan i absolutely loved it um and i was like how soon can we get a team there like how soon like that's how excited i was like how soon can we get a team there um, another team that is like rejiggering because they lost they lost a lot of their pieces. Seattle Storm, they I lost two bird. Like, what are your thoughts? I have been being the worst team in the league. Like, I don't know how you lose. I, I get that they they still have what Jewel Lloyd, uh Jewel Lloyd. They have Jewel Lloyd, yeah. But how much they depended they depended on uh Sue Bird and uh Brianna Stewart being the engine of that team, uh, just in a league that's top that's top heavy with some of the other teams that we named, Liberty, Aces, um, uh, even. I mean, they have um, what I like about this. What I do like about the Storm, they have Kia Nurse who was out all season last year with a with um, injury. Um, they have, you know. Yeah, they have her. I need to look at their, I was trying to look at their roster, but I'm having, but I don't know about them being last. There is going to be a last. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, you know, but Storm, we'll see how they do. Like losing Brianna Stewart um, and Sue Bird, same season. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's a big loss, but we'll see how they do. I'm not in Chicago. Between them and Chicago, I think they're going to struggle a bit. Um, you know, Chicago losing Candace Parker, Vandersloot, um, Stevens, quickly. Yeah. Like, they just lost so many pieces. Uh, but Emma Mieseman. Yeah, I, I, their yeah. most critical pieces. From Chicago, yeah. Their identity of their mm-hmm. team uh, is something that I think is going to be a tough turn uh, for them to make. Um, yeah, and also another another. I don't know. Like, what do you have the Indiana Fever? What do you think about the Indiana Fever? I like. I, I want to get Leah Boston uh, and what she does. Uh, I her think her footwork is her footwork is ridiculous. Like, um, she had a tough yeah, battle in the first half um, versus 
Tierra McCown, she had a, a tough battle versus Dallas. Yeah. You know, because, you know, she was big, you know, the woman she was playing against, she was bigger. You know, she was, you know, like, but I think yeah. in the second half, she was able to use some of her footwork to get buckets. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love Aaliyah Boston. So watching her this season is going to be fire. I'm looking forward to watching Victoria Saxon, see her get some minutes. I'm, ready, just, I'm just waiting for the final right. roster. I'm waiting for the final cuts to make sure Victoria Saxon's on there. But they just lack some some vets, right? They lack some vets, but I like I do like it's a young team. It's a very young team. They do have Erica Wheeler there. Um, you know, she's she's the most tenured vet. I really hate my computer sometimes, but she's the you know the best tenured. She's the highest tenure vet. Um, so, but they have a lot of first and second year players. Um, but you know, with the fever, they have, yeah, there's, I'm looking at their roster now. There's a lot of, you know, like they have, you know, a few rookies. Emma Cannon is a four year. Um, so that's basically a vet. Um, Kelsey Mitchell is the most tenured and she's at five, five years in the league. Um, and then the rest are, you know, they have, you know, if, oh yeah, Erica Wheeler's at seven years. She is the most tenured. And then Kelsey and Emma Cannon, the other ones are one year, they have one year's experience or rookies. So they're a very young team. So when you talk about the seating, I don't know where Indiana's going to be. I think they're going to be better than last season. You know, yeah. like I really like Queen Egbo. I really like some of their pieces. Destiny Henderson should get more run this year. Um, I'm curious what the final roster is going to look like because they definitely have some cuts to do. But I, you know, Victoria Saxon is was a second round pick. She's of course is from South Carolina, and the coach has been complimentary of her in the press. You know, when their press conferences. So I'm, I'm just curious of what and she's mainly a defensive player. So it'd be great to see once we get the final roster. But I, you know, I don't, I didn't do rankings. I just, you know, I just figured there are a few teams I'm looking for. Um, of course, the Aces, the Liberty. I'm looking at Washington, and I'm just going to watch the league. I love the Ion deal. I love the schedules that the teams are releasing, which we you can see. You know, like what network you can watch the team, whether you're local or whether you're, you know, on a national network. I love how that was laid out. It was like for each team, it's been very clear the schedules I've seen on where you can watch them. So, yeah, and I will be at, I will be attending games in Brooklyn this year to see the Liberty versus many teams. I'm going to the season opener. I'm going to see, I already have tickets to the opener and, the Liberty games, but I have some other games to purchase. But you know, I'm really excited about the season and what we I have. I want to see how Phoenix handles their seat. Their yes, new- Phoenix Mercury, and not yes. just with Brittany Griner, her plans in, in, in particular. But does this team rebound? They finished eighth last year, uh, and I believe this was just a drag on the team all year. The entire organization. Let's be clear. And with her back, what kind of boost does that give them? Um, do they play more inspired ball? But at the same time, um, Tarazi, she's uh, a, a year older, and you know she's yeah. 
consistently for quite a bit of time. I don't know how they compete down the stretch, and I'd be very interested. Uh, I don't really have an opinion of uh, of how they'll do. I'm just want to enjoy and experience, uh, you know, what they come to the table with this year. Yeah, Phoenix is definitely some a team I'm going to be looking at, um, and they have Sophie Cunningham still, um, who you know, like some you know some people opinions are mixed about some players. But Sophie, I think it's it's you know she gives them a continuity, continue that word. She gives them that you know she's been there. She has you know relationship with those players. So I think Sophie with Scarlett Diggins um, Smith being out at the beginning of the season um, due to her parental leave, um, I think that you know would only help the team. Um, they signed Davina Westbrook to a training camp contract. They got Brianna. You know, they had some, they have, they have a roster with them. You know, Shea Petty, uh, Michaela, um, anywhere. They have Mariah Jefferson. Like, they have, it'll be interesting to see how they shake out. But I think Brittany Griner is going to be working herself into, you know, into playing more. As the season goes, you're going to see her get better and better. Um, but, yeah, let's bring this season on, man. I'm so Look excited at the, about it. Um... Look out for Phoenix. Uh, another thing that I'm paying attention to is um, the investment that Matt Ishbia and his brother put into that team. Uh, if you look at the Aces, uh, Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders uh, and owner of the Aces, he's very invested into the Aces to the point where he built their new training facility right next door. 50 yeah. steps on the front door of the Raiders. Uh, and it is immaculate. Uh, great, 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 great uh, uh, facility. And I could see Matt Ishbia uh, being one of the next owners in the WNBA to invest money in a team like he has, like uh, Mark Davis has. Uh, and he's already doing that with some of the things that he's done in the organization, uh, getting the right folks in the right place. Uh, but if he's invested in the same way you could see phoenix uh really take a step forward just in terms of their preparation from where they were last year hey jasmine welcome back we're just going we, i went through a few of the other teams mentioning indiana fever excited to see how because they're a very young team but they do have a few season vets but they're mainly like a team that's going to be growing in front of us over the next few years um we mentioned connecticut don't know how they're gonna it there's that's like a new team there like what are they gonna do um and uh we mentioned Chicago we don't you know I don't I'm not as down on Chicago as you know like some may be but I think Chicago um I don't know we'll see how they do Seattle as a team that ooh. that's why that's why I think is going to struggle this year what, what do you think when it comes to yeah, I unfortunately have Seattle last. You too. That's what Brandon said. He has the last. I like Kia Nurse. I'm a I'm a Kia Nurse fan, and she's gonna be with um, Jill Loy. Um, I yeah, but, but without Stewie there and Sue Bird's gone, um, I wonder. I'm curious to how their attendance and. That's they, that's right. a change. That's been the heart and soul of that city has been. And they're building a training facility as well. Um, mm -hmm. Seattle was building a training facility, which I think I think is great. Like the Liberty, the, you know, like they have their own like locker rooms in New York. 
Um, and of course, it's not this whole crazy great facility that everybody, you know, that ACES have separately. But, you know, like now that the Nets are out of the playoffs, <laughs> they have the complete run of, you know, like of that building because it's like, well, outside of workouts, they have the complete, you know, that's their facility now through through the fall. Um, are there any teams you wanted to talk about? We were just going to, you know, talk about some of the investments some of the teams made and um, probably close out soon. Yeah, uh, so I actually have like, I don't like to put teams in order. I kind of just rank them on tiers. So yeah. I have the top, middle, and lower tier in my top Yeah, but give us your tiers. Yeah, so in my top tier, I have Las Vegas, New York, and Washington. Yep. And then in the middle tier, I have Connecticut, LA, Dallas, and Phoenix, and Atlanta. Okay, okay. And then in the bottom tier, I have Link, Sky, Fever, and Storm. Which of those teams do you think has the most potential to surprise us? Um, I want to say the Minnesota Lynx. Me too. Last year, last year I was like, Minnesota Lynx, they could do something. And I was like, oh, <laughs> the season was rolling. Didn't quite yeah. work out that way, but maybe this year, because I like aerial powers. I, uh. I like area powers. I really like area powers. So we'll see what happened with the Minnesota Lynx. Um, but we can, um, like, what is your main, what you're looking for mainly from this season? I mean, you're right out there with the champions. So what are you going to be? I love their social media team, by the way. I love, I love, I love Las Vegas, the social media team. But what are you looking for from your, from your group, from the league in general? And what trends you're going to be looking out for, and then in your team, like anything, yeah. Uh, so I'll start with the Aces. Uh, I'm definitely going to be looking for uh, how well Candace Parker can fit into um, can fit into their system. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson, like they really do have a flow and how they move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And getting Candace into that rotation because she can be a very dominant player uh, and seeing how that affects the rest of uh, of that team and ball movement. Uh, it's something mm-hmm. I look for from them as a team. Uh, but more importantly, as you mentioned, uh, uh, off the court, I'm really paying attention to how they're able to build their fan engagement and build mm-hmm. excitement because they're now the face. I mean, you've seen... I think during the finals, I mean, during the uh, second round of the NBA playoffs, I think I've seen three commercials with Kelsey, Candace Parker, and a couple of other players. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're making an asserted effort to make them, this is who Feature, yeah. stands for. I want to see how that translates to one fan attendance. Um, they finally sold out, uh, they finally sold out, uh, Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay uh, towards the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, and I want to see if that builds coming into the next year. Now, from the league overall, uh, I definitely want to see how, uh, how as as uh, Jasmine was mentioning, her first, her tier one teams, 
Like, how are they going to handle the Mystic, uh, the Liberty? Yeah. How are they going to do this year? Uh, because they've they've got some turnover. I mean, some new blood. So they have mm-hmm. to get working into the system. We're not talking about an 82-game season like you are the NBA. I mean, we're talking uh, on a shorter order, half of that. So uh, they have a short runway to get it together when you talk about a team like the Aces who are Pretty much, they just added one major player and they're ready to keep rolling. Um, and then the Mystic seem to be more in place as well. Uh, and then overall, I just want to see more uh, joint publicity and coverage and media and attention around the WNBA this year. I want to see that step mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. especially uh, in their partnership with their NBA brothers. Um, it's something I'm always pressing for is to uh, one, see them present at games, see them doing joint events, uh, because I believe those are the types of things that brings eyeballs to teams uh, all up. Um, and it's all about, and that's why I love the stacked teams, uh, because uh, I believe the basketball fans, <laughs> we hear it all the time, Malika, uh, true purists of the game, they don't like these stacked teams. I get it. I get the basketball sense in I that. I like it. But as a business, you want your top two or three teams that people can focus their eyeballs on when you talk about uh, getting your league out there um, and they bring eyeballs. And I think the best thing for the WNBA is bringing eyeballs. Definitely. I'm looking forward to seeing the Liberty um, and seeing how they mesh and, and come together. Um, love Brianna Stewart. I'm definitely an Asia fan. I love Asia and Brianna Stewart. Um, I love them both, but Asia, I love this, you know, like, um, if you guys haven't got, if you guys can get a chance, check out the new ad. It's all over the WNBA's, if you're on WNBA Twitter or go to the WNBA page on Twitter, you'll, you know, you can press play on their new campaign that features Asia Wilson. And, and it's so exciting to see Asia featured because one of the things that plagues the W is they're not, it, sometimes it's viewed, you know, like some of the players that are white get more coverage than some of the black, than the black players, even though it was a, dominated by black women. And this year, I'm just looking for that to be um, more equal as we move forward. And it's a good sign to see Asia, who is a two-time MVP, now a champion, um, be the featured um, player for the new campaign. Um, Now, Nike needs to do right by her and get her a signature shoe. Um, I'm waiting, Nike. You know, like, I'm I'm a Liberty fan and I love Sabrina. Um, but one thing I already said, I'm not going to be getting into any controversial <laughs> conversations on Twitter, but I think Sabrina is a good player. Um, and I just, I just think there's a lot, of, you know, there's a lot of controversy around her, but I'm, I'm glad she's on the Liberty. I'm really excited about my team. I will be there to support my team at all costs. Um, you know, own the crown, darn it. And I'm not alone. Um, we will be in force. Um, and of course, I am especially looking forward to um, just watching the W, looking forward to seeing them on ION and, and what that broadcast looks like. Like what 
who is going to be the broadcast team? Is there going to be a pregame show? Like, what what is that going to look like? Um, the Twitter spaces, they're going to be funny because that's always funny, WNBA Twitter. But just to be a part of the community um, and All-Stars in Las Vegas this year, um, um, where NBA um, holds their summer league. But hopefully I'll get down to All-Star, but maybe not i'll be watching everything if i'm not there um but i'm excited about the season looking forward to seeing some some hoop from from the ladies and um and yeah um anything you want to close out with um definitely pay attention to some and something that i'll be i'll be monitoring throughout the season uh with the increase in games being uh uh delivered through ion and I ultimately believe the Phoenix uh, Mercury, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Mercury are going to uh, ultimately land that um, streaming service with Kiswi uh, over um, just for local television. I now want to see what is the brand affinity for the WNBA compared to today to the end of the season. I want to see the new brands that are involved in the WNBA. Yeah, um, yeah. Talking about, we're tripling the amount of coverage that the WNBA is going to see in terms of advertising spots um, and, and various uh, co-marketing and co-partnership uh, opportunities out there. I want to see what that looks like and what it does for the league at the end of the season. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that too. And, and guys, we'll, we're going to have some a more rubric um, type conversations um, where we're looking at the business side of the league um, and looking at some other things. So look for our, our special episode coming up soon where we're going to talk about the WNBA and the business side of the league and, and the growth and some of the things there. So we'll be bringing that to you soon. But thank you for checking out this episode, our WNBA preview. We will have more WA, WNBA coming at you during the season. And um, enjoy. Have a good one. Absolutely. And thank you. And thank you, Jasmine, for joining us. It's been, uh, it's been fun. We definitely want to have these discussions more frequently throughout the season. In fact, Malika, we should be doing this uh, perhaps a segment of this every week. Uh, yes, definitely. absolutely. What's, what's, what's the latest in the W? So yes. definitely. And um, thanks, everybody. And thanks, Jasmine, for coming through. Later. Later.